In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim a gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The tax collectors and the sinners were all seeking the company of Jesus to hear what he had to say. And the Pharisees and the scribes complained. This man, they said, welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them. What man among you with a hundred sheep, losing one, would not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the missing one till he found it? And when he found it, would he not joyfully take it on his shoulders? And then when he got home, called together his friends and neighbors. Rejoice with me, he would say, I found my sheep that was lost. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one repentant sinner than over ninety-nine virtuous men who have no need of repentance. Or again, what woman with ten drachmas would not, if she lost one, light a lamp and sweep out the house and search thoroughly till she found it? And then when she had found it, called together her friends and neighbors. Rejoice with me, she would say. I found the drachma I lost. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing among the angels of God over one repentant sinner. The Gospel of the Lord. In response to the Pharisees and the scribes' judgmental comment that our Lord welcomes sinners and eats with them, our Lord provides them with a set of three parables, two of which we will consider today. Notice how our Lord does not deflect their accusation but owns it. If the hat fits, wear it. The two parables explore how our Lord actually welcomes sinners and eats with them. The parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin are basically the same story. In each, something is lost, searched out and found. Our Lord is making a simple point. He came to search and to find the lost. Sinners are the lost ones waiting to be found. But if we take a deeper look at these two familiar parables, we would soon realize that both stories defy some basic rules. First, there is something unbalanced about the actions of the protagonists in both tales. We would often weigh our actions by balancing the cost of losing something with the cost of finding it. Normally, we would simply write off a loss if the cost of regaining it surpasses the cost of losing it. But this does not happen in either stories. The sacrifice made is disproportionate to the lost object regained. We have a shepherd who is willing to relinquish his duty to guard the 99 sheep still under his care and risk losing them in order to go in search of the lost one. Likewise, we have a woman who throws a party to celebrate the discovery of a one drachma. The cost of such a party must have exceeded the value of this coin. Both parables were meant to point to the profound love the respective protagonists had for the objects they had lost, to the point of them sacrificing everything to regain them. This is what God did for us. He sacrificed his only beloved son on the cross so that he might save us wretched sinners. Secondly, we would expect the wicked to be punished while the good rewarded. 
But these parables deal with demerit, unworthiness, and worthlessness in an entirely radical manner. Misery stretches a hand to misery, and grace receives sinners into her fold, and not the righteous. Those who think themselves righteous are not the objects of divine compassion, but the unrighteous, the guilty, and the undeserving are the proper subjects for the infinite mercy of God, in short, that salvation is not of merit but of grace. Since salvation is not of merit but of grace, God's heart towards sinners is different from our heart often is. This is why and this is how he is a friend to sinners, not to approve of their waywardness, nor to celebrate their depravity. He's not waiting for them to turn their lives around. He's out there searching for them to bring them home. He's on the move, even if they are stuck in a deep hole or lost in the woods. He is not content of merely finding the lost one. He rejoices over its restoration. God searches for and finds the lost, one by one. And when he has found them, he throws a heavenly party. Who would spend such, such time on one sheep or one coin? It seems excessive, doesn't it? God's love is like that. Excessive, extravagant, lavish, even to the point of looking silly. The sinners and tax collectors who gathered around must have understood that the Lord was referring to them. They were the lost sheep, the lost coin. Our Lord had come looking for them and they had been found. And yet it was not to this group that Jesus directed his parables that day. He was not instructing the sinners. He was instructing the self-righteous, Pharisees and scribes. The sinners and tax collectors had been found by the Lord, but the Pharisees and the scribes were still running from him. They were lost and needed to be found, but they didn't know it. When it comes to the salvation of a sinner, we should never count the costs to the world mercy shown to a sinner will always seem disproportionate. But in God's logic of love, it never is. All that matters is that the loss has been found <clears throat> and the sinner reconciled. When this happens, we can only imagine the rejoicing and celebration that takes place in heaven. At the end, mercy triumphs over judgment. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.